You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 28. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. I am so glad you're here on this, the first episode of 2022. It is actually January 1st as I sit here to record this episode, and I am just so excited looking forward to the future. 2021 was difficult for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons, but it was a really phenomenal year for me. I started up Ways of Health. I started this podcast. I gained the confidence that I needed to share my story and all of my my thoughts about weight loss with you on this podcast and I am just so excited to see where it's going to take me and where in fact it's going to take all of us in the year to come and I'm sure many of you like me have been spending the last few days reviewing 2021 thinking about our plans and our goals and maybe making some new year's resolutions for 2022 and if you're listening to this podcast i'm fairly certain weight loss is going to be on that list somewhere and the beginning of the year is often a tricky time and I actually think it's the worst time to start a weight loss program at the start of the year for for reasons that that might become clear a little bit later on but you know really it's because if you are starting something simply because it's January 1st and you think it should you are destined to fail right from the start right we have to go through a process and get our head in the game first before we can reasonably expect ourselves to be successful with weight loss. And so that's what I actually wanted to talk about today was getting back on track and a five-step process I've developed to help you get back on track if you've been out of the weight loss game for a while. Or particularly if maybe you did lose some weight over the last couple of years and then recently have gained some of that weight back. That is such a difficult place to be in. It's the place where I am in currently right now. So I can relate to this 100%. Um, It is super hard to know that you can lose weight and to feel like you've messed it up by gaining some of that weight back. And I'm going to tell you right now, right off the back, you did not mess anything up. The only failure that there is in weight loss is when you give up for good. And if you've given up for good, you wouldn't be here listening to me talk at you. So I know that you haven't failed yet. All right. So if you've gained back weight that you've previously lost, or if you're looking to recommit to your weight loss goals after some time away, or if even this is your first time um, trying to lose weight, then I've got some tips for you. So what we're going to talk about today is this five-step process for getting back on track. And just quickly, those five steps are ditch the shame, tap into your why power, be the scientist, not the judge, make a plan, and then finally get yourself some accountability. 
So this process really has to start from a place of self-love and not self-blame or self-judgment or feeling ashamed about how much you weigh or what your body looks like or what size your clothes are or any of those things. That's why the first step in this process has to be ditch the shame. Now, I know self-love is a tough concept for a lot of us. Like, trust me, I, I get it. If you, like me, have been in this place of hating on your body, hating on your size, hating on your clothes, hating on yourself in all sorts of ways for decades, I do not expect you to just snap your fingers and find self-love tomorrow. You know, I get it. I know it's not possible. But the point here is that when you choose to recommit to losing weight, it absolutely has to come from a place of compassion and kindness, of doing something good for yourself, of wanting to make yourself feel better, of approaching this as a form of self-care, of tenderness, of looking at yourself as if you were a small child or a really good friend and treating that person the way that you would with love and kindness and compassion, rather than from a place of punishment or judgment or shame. Okay, so even if you can't find an ounce of self-love for yourself quite le- quite yet, just try and take a look at what you think that might look like. If you were to approach weight loss from a place of self-love and self-compassion, what would that look like? How would you treat yourself a little bit differently if you were doing this from that place of self-love rather than punishment? I say this all the time, and I know it sounds so cliche, but it's still true. And that is that you simply cannot hate yourself thin. I promise you that if you approach your weight loss with a whip in your hand, you will not stay committed. You won't see the results you want, and you'll end up feeling even worse about yourself at the end of the day. And that is the last thing we want to have happen here. So what you want to do is really take a look at how does weight loss look if you're punishing yourself, judging yourself, or beating yourself up, versus how does it look if it's coming from a place of compassion and kindness instead. So it's important that as you start this process, you notice all the thoughts that your brain might be offering up to you about recommitting to your weight loss. And what you want to do here is really just notice without any self-judgment the thoughts that come up. You know, for most of us, because, you know, as Rick Hansen always says, our brains are like Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive. I can promise you that there are all sorts of negative thoughts floating around in your brain regarding your weight or your weight loss efforts in the past. So take a look at what you're hearing. Are you hearing a little voice or that inner critic or that inner mean girl inside your head saying things like, you are a failure, or you are pathetic for letting your body get to this place, or losing weight is too hard, why should I even try? Thoughts like this, what is your brain offering up to you? If these are the thoughts you're having, you're sabotaging yourself before you even start. And so how, you'll, how successful you'll be in the future really comes down to how you're thinking about yourself and your body and your weight loss now.
So before you even start making any plans for food, you got to get your thinking right. You got to turn it away from all of that negative, self-judgmental, self-hating crap into thoughts that are more based on love and kindness and compassion for yourself. So what I suggest you do is take a few minutes right now to just write down all of those negative thoughts, those shameful thoughts that pop up into your head. And as you do that, take a moment to notice how these thoughts make you feel. And then once you've done that, just take another few minutes and list some positive thoughts you can choose to think instead. So here's an example. You might hear yourself saying something like, well, I tried to lose weight last year and I failed. So why even bother again? So you might choose instead to think, well, yeah, last year really was hard. We had to deal with the pandemic and homeschooling the kids and there was some financial stress and all the things, but I learned a lot about how resilient I am and I'm ready to try things a little different this year. You see how that's different, right? So if you think that thought, I tried last year, it was really hard, I was a total failure, you feel defeated. You feel terrible about yourself, right? But if you can still acknowledge that, yeah, there was some difficulty last year, but I learned a lot about myself. I became stronger and I'm ready to try things a little different. I mean, even just saying that right now, I'm feeling pumped up and excited and motivated, right? So this is the power of our brains. You know, related to this is that our natural tendency is to always look at what went wrong in the past, and then we try and focus on not repeating that in the future. And there's two problems with focusing on what went wrong in the past. And one is that you're stuck in the past, right? Rather than focusing on what you can do right now to turn things around. We get nothing done. We accomplish nothing. We do not improve ourselves. We do not grow in any way if we're always stuck in the past. And then, you know, the second thing is that you're focused on the negative, which leaves little space in your brain for finding those creative solutions for getting it right this time. So if we want to look for the positive and if we want to create a plan that's based on self-love, self-compassion, and positivity, we actually have to be intentional about it. So here's what I want you to do. Take out your journal and write down what actually has worked for you before. See if you can write down what has felt good in the past. What felt right in the past when you were trying to lose weight? And what were some of the habits that were easier for you to commit to on a consistent basis? Because this is where you start, right? You start from a place where you already feel comfortable and confident and know with certainty that you can do it because you've done it before. You identify the bright spots, you identify all of the positivity, and then we begin from there. Chances are, each time you've tried to lose weight in the past, you've gained a new healthy habit or two. Very little actually came from my 
weight loss with uh, Weight Watchers in the past. But, you know, for some reason, at some point over one of their iterations, they were really focused on drinking water. And ever since doing that, I have been very consistent with my water drinking. So, you know, that is a positive habit that I have carried forward with me. And I have done other weight loss um, programs in the past that have really focused on um, inserting vegetables into the into every single meal. And, you know, that is something that I now still do, you know, very consistently, right? So if I focus on the things that I already do well, drinking water, eating vegetables, and then I look at what can I do to incorporate more water and vegetables moving forward, I'm already starting from a place of positivity and it just feels so good. Rather than looking at all of the ways I've failed in the past and using that as the platform for me to jump off to on my on my next weight loss attempt, right? All right, so that is step one. So after you ditch the shame and all the judgment, the next step is to tap into your why power. This is step number two, is to look at why do you really want to lose your weight? And it's important that you do the first step first to get your thoughts right, to ditch that judgment, to come from a place of compassion and kindness, because you need to be able to tap into that self-love and that self-respect to really actually hear what your why power is. Because if your motivation is external, if your motivation is to meet some screwed up societal expectation of what you should look like or what you should weigh, or if it's to please someone else, it's just never going to happen, right? If your motivation is coming from outside of yourself, you'll end up relying on your willpower to get you to the finish line. And your willpower will run will will run out shortly before the starting gun goes off. And like that's just why we need why power, because why power is always going to be there to give you the energy you need, and your willpower is gonna run out shortly after the race starts. So spend some time thinking about the real reasons why you want to lose weight, and make sure that when you think of that reason, it really gets you fired up, right? Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's to feel fit enough to do certain activities. Whatever it is, it's got to be something that makes you go, hell yes, I've got this. Like mine, for example, is to be able to tie my shoes without my belly getting in the way. I don't know what it is about this. Actually, you know, I I do know. I mean, for me, it kind of represents um, freedom and and independence. But um, I remember the time when I when I kind of had my my mental shift um, in regards to this, my husband and I were getting ready to go out to an event and um, I was wearing these um, fancy boots that had a bunch of laces and he actually had to hi- help me um, tie them up that my belly was getting in the way and I just couldn't reach down um, to do all of these laces up and I was positively humiliated. And it wasn't it wasn't so much about my husband judging me. He He never ever would. It was more about oh my God, what does this mean for me and my life if I'm going to have to have someone there to help me put my shoes on? If, you know, my passions in life are travel and hiking and seeing the world and doing all of these independent things, and if me at the age of 45 already needs assistance getting dressed because of my weight, then I've got a problem. I want to be independent and traveling and hiking for a very, very long time, and I simply just want to lose enough weight that I can comfortably dress myself and tie my shoes up to do the things that I want to do. So whenever I think about this story, it 
really fires me up. It gives me all the motivation I need to say no to foods that I haven't planned for or foods that I know that I'm wanting to eat only for emotional reasons. This desire to be able to put my shoes on trumps literally everything else. And so what you want to do is identify the thing that is going to make you feel just as passionate. And this needs to be something internal right? This needs to be something that you want for yourself and not something that you think somebody else wants for you or to meet society's expectations of you, right? If that is your primary motivation, um, your weight loss is just never going to be successful. So really try and tap into to self-compassion and kindness and come from this from a place of wanting to do something great for yourself and really identify what is going to get you fired up and motivated to get the job done. And so once you've identified your why power, write it down. Have it somewhere where you can access it whenever you need it, um, like a sticky note on the fridge or a reminder in your phone, so that when you do feel your willpower and your motivation starting to slip away, you can reconnect to your why power for an immediate energy boost. All right. And then once you've identified your why power, the third step in getting back on track is to remember to be the scientist and not the judge. And this goes back to that first step just a little bit. And and that is you you want to you want to take a good, honest look at what got you to the weight you're at now and why you might have regained weight you previously lost, if that's where you find yourself now. And remember, just like that first step, this is not about passing judgment. It's not about wagging a disapproving finger at yourself. This is about collecting honest, objective data. Because when we have data, we can make a plan. And so here are a few of the most common reasons I often hear when people start looking at why they, like why in particular they gained weight back after losing a little bit of weight. By far the most common reason is just fear and anxiety. This tops the list for sure. And what often happens is you start to lose weight and then you freak out. I literally see this all the time. So you start thinking, I've never been at this weight before. I don't know what this looks like. It's a little scary. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're thinking like, well, maybe this is just too good to be true. And then what happens is you either abandon ship or you go a little crazy in the other way, right? You start counting calories and restricting yourself and doing all of these dumb things to hold on um, to the weight loss you've already gotten. And then, of course, you quit because we all know that counting calories and restricting yourself is a broken strategy that doesn't work over the long term. And the second reason that I often hear is that you, you get bored or you get tired of your strategies. So when you start a weight loss program, it's always fun, right? It's new and exciting. You're pumped up and you're motivated and everything just feels like a little bit of an adventure. And then it just kind of becomes habit. It becomes a little boring. You hit the grind and it starts to feel like work. It's not fun anymore. Or maybe it's the case that you get frustrated because you aren't losing weight as fast as you wanted to. And so rather than sticking through the grind, you quit. And a third reason I often hear is 
that you you actually choose a weight loss method that was too restrictive for you in the first place or perhaps provided you with rules that were either too hard for you to follow over the long term or didn't really fit in with your lifestyle or your values. And so it was doomed from the start, right? Um, another reason is that you were actually able to commit to a diet plan for a while, but you didn't actually deal with the underlying reasons for your emotional eating or your overeating. And so when life got a little bit hard or you got a little bit too stressed out, you ended up eating to comfort yourself. And then suddenly what happens is the the pain of whatever uncomfortable emotions you're feeling just seems more difficult than the pain of being overweight. And so you eat. It's just kind of the, the comfortable road, um, the road more traveled, the one that you're familiar with. And so you end up gaining back the weight. And then finally, um, a common, another common reason that I hear is, is it's, it's more, more of a social reason in that either you get tired of people constantly talking about your weight loss or asking questions or noticing it, and you just feel self-conscious and uncomfortable, or maybe it's more of an issue of you started to lose weight and maybe your spouse or your best friend or somebody else close to you hasn't. And so you feel a little bit guilty and you don't want to leave them behind. And so you self-sabotage a little bit. So there are really all sorts of reasons. And sure, it's easy to just, just shrug all of this off and say that the fact of the matter is you eat too much, but just saying that is not really going to help you. You want to look at the reasons why you're eating too much because that is where the work really is. So see if you can sit down and take an honest look at why you've been unsuccessful in the past or particularly why you might have gained weight after losing weight in the past. And then once you've identified those deeper causes, then we can take a look at the nitty gritty details. So you can, you can look at what healthy habits you might have had have perhaps started to fizzle out a little bit now. Or are there particular situations or maybe certain days of the week or times of the day when you turn to food more or when you're more likely to ditch your healthy habits? Or maybe are there other challenges going on in your, in your life right now that you have to really account for? You know, I think... I think a lot of us want to shrug off the pandemic, but this was a real thing, right? This was a huge disruptor to all of our lives. And you really can't ignore the effect that these big <laughs> issues have on our lives. So take a look at what actually happened during the pandemic, what freedoms maybe were taken away from you, what what healthy habits were you no longer able to engage in easily because of the pandemic? Um, were, were there financial consequences of the pandemic that may, meant you couldn't purchase the food that you would have liked to for yourself? Um, did your gym membership get canceled because of shutdowns? Like what were some of these external obstacles that might have been placed in your way? And how can we navigate through all that moving forward? And then again, you want to take a look at what your thoughts are. So pay attention to all of the stories you're telling yourself about your body, your weight, and your ability to lose weight. And are those stories different now than what they were a year or two ago? Were, are they different now than what they were five years ago? And what story do you want to be telling yourself about yourself and your body and your ability to lose weight moving forward? 
All right. So once you've collected some data, you're ready to move on to step four, which is, of course, to make a plan. And this is so much easier than you think it is. I know I've said this a million times on the podcast, but weight loss is never about the big, bold changes. It's always about the small things done consistently over time. And at Ways of Health, we call these your 1% wins. And so all you really need to do to make your plan is to look at one small thing that you can commit to doing for the next week. This is where you can look back at all of that data you've collected and look at what's worked well for you in the past. And what's something easy that you know for certain that you are ready, willing, and able to commit to? And then plan to do that thing every day. And remember again that this is a small thing, a doable thing, a realistic thing that you know you can do. So this isn't dumping carbs all of a sudden or, you know, ditching some other major food group. This is not about committing to two hours of exercise every week. It's a 1% win. So Maybe it's simply drinking eight glasses of water every day. Maybe it's adding that serving of veggies to your lunch. Or maybe it's exchanging white bread for whole wheat bread. Whatever it is, something small, doable, something you know you can be successful doing seven days a week. And then once you get back into the habit of doing that small thing, what's the next step? Can you make your small habit 1% better somehow? Or you, can you maybe add in another small habit? This is how we get sustainable weight loss. We go slow, one small habit at a time, with each small habit being something we are 100% certain that we're ready, able, and willing to do consistently. That's how we get to where we want to go. Um, does that mean you're going to lose 50 pounds over the next 30 days? No, it's going to be a longer journey, but you're going to get it done and you're never going to have to do it again because we've done it small and we've incorporated all of these habits so that they just become second nature for you. All right. And then your final step in this process is to get an accountability system in place for yourself. None of us can do this alone. There is zero shame in wanting to lose weight. I know that the body positivity people are going to tell you that it's okay to be in a bigger body. And it is. It is totally okay to be in a bigger body. They're going to tell you that you can be healthy in a bigger body. Also very true. But if you still want to lose weight, if you've looking at your life and you've identified your why power and you've got a real good reason, a strong internally motivated reason for wanting to lose weight, there is zero shame in doing so. And so you can talk about it. And in fact, if you have a family, they need to be a part of this in some way, right? So talk to them about what you're doing. Let it, let them know that you're going to be making these small, small 1% changes to your diet over the coming months and that you'd like their support. Perhaps there's certain areas where you're going to need some negotiations, right? I mean, if you are going to make a switch from white bread to whole wheat bread, family's kind of got to be on board with that, right? So get, try to get your family or your loved ones, your, your, your close friends on board and excited for you so that they can support you through this. And likewise, if there are people in your life who you know are going to be a big red flag, they're just going to be standing in your way and being an obstacle, 
every step of the way, then, you know, these are not the people that you want as part of your accountability system. These are not the people that you you want to be having um, discussions with seeking their support. These are people that you just might want to leave out of your weight loss journey. But it is important that you find a group of people who understand what you're doing and will be there to support you when times get hard because you know that they will get hard at some point in time. And so having people who will understand how to support you when you hit the tough times is crucial. So there's a number of ways that you can do this. You can um, recruit some friends who might be on a similar journey and you could just make plans to meet up in person or virtually whatever it is once a week once a day somebody that you can text when time gets hard you know just just what whatever it is um, there's also tons of Facebook groups out there that um, offer support for people trying to lose weight there's programs at gyms there's programs at community centers just find something where you can be with other women going through this journey along with you. Um, and of course, there is always the option to join me and the other ways of women inside our Nourish Yourself Body and Mind program. Um, in fact, this is a great place to come, not just for the community, but for learning how to collect these 1% wins, develop the habits that you need to be doing consistently to lose weight. Um, if you're interested in joining us, just head on over to www.nourishyourselfbodyandmind.com or waysahealth.com forward slash nourish dash yourself. To find out all of the details that you need, you can join us anytime. We will be there for you. All right, that is all that I have for you today, this first week of 2022. If you need any support with your weight loss, if you have any questions or need some accountability, feel free also to email me anytime. I'm at michelle at waysahealth.com or you can find me over um, at social media, also at Ways of Health on both Instagram and Facebook. All right, ladies, thanks once again for listening and I'll see you next week.